It is estimated that at least 20,000 African elephants are killed every year for their tusks. This despite the ban on international trade in ivory since 1989. Various efforts have been made to make an artificial ivory. And one of the most successful has been by a team at the Max Planck Institute of Solid State Research in Germany, in Stuttgart. They usually study quantum electronic phenomena, but team leader Dr. Joachim Manhart told me that a pre-Christmas excursion into, as it were, the real world took him to the oldest piano maker in Germany. They are close to the Black Forest and they manufacture pianos, you know, starting from the woods, from the Black Forest and from the Alps. And um, in the end, they, they produce very impressive instruments. So we were visiting them and it was so impressive how, how they were doing this, which know-how went into this, how good a job they were doing. And actually also how much they were caring about it and how well they were caring about us. So the head of the fabrication, as well as the head of the company, um, know, sort of oldest gentleman, um, they guided us and it was just very good. Everybody enjoyed it a lot and we learned a lot. And in the end, um, when you know we were saying goodbye and thanking um, um, them for their hospitality, I asked them, um, you know, if um, there was a ferry and, and the ferry granted you one wish, you know, um, from basic science, <laughs> which is what we are doing. Um, what would you like to get from, you know, even a crazy idea, what would you like to get from basic science that could help you with building better pianos? And I was thinking, okay, they'll come up with some wish for a super alloy for better strings or some computer software to make better resonance boards or, or you name it. Um, but you know, within a split of a second, the, the head of the company said artificial ivory. And I was flabbergasted. Uh, and he explained to us how important it is to have um, great materials for the keys of the piano, which actually are not available anymore because there's this trade ban on, on ivory. And we understood that this was a serious thing. Now in my group, there is a chemist, his name is Dieter Fischer. And he's sort of a chemist in quantum materials. Um, but I, I, I said, okay, um, here we have a chemist and <laughs> we all think about it. And, and everybody uh, smiled because everybody thought, okay, nothing will come out of it. But um, in the end, Dieter Fischer started to try to fabricate artificial ivory first with the technique which is daily using, which is femtosecond growth of atomic layers, you know, and in this case um, of, of ivory, very thin films. Um, and he did it for, you know, on the side as a side project for two years. Um, and, and it was a complete failure. <laughs> what, what makes ivory so difficult 
to uh, to replicate? What is the what is the quality it has? The it it has a couple of of great qualities, and for piano keys, it is that it has first of all a very um, nice feeling. It it has a very um, nice touch. If if you touch it, it feels warm. Um, <clears throat> you have a good grip with the fingers on on the keys. It's it's much better than plastics, um, and. Um, it also absorbs moisture. So if piano players are, I'm, I'm not a piano player, um, and but if, if piano players are playing, they tend to, now in, in the word of a physicist, to sweat. <laughs> that they get um, moist fingers. And the ivory actually can absorb and absorbs this moisture such that even after a half an hour playing, there's the same grip. Um, which is really appreciated by the um, piano players. And there is no really um, sustainable material material available in, in great quantities aside from ivory that um, has these beautiful properties. So what has the piano maker been using instead of ivory? Um there are a couple of alternatives. One is, of course, what you see if, if you go into a standard electronics market um, is plastic, um, which is not as nice. Um, it does not absorb moisture at all. Um, and one material that absorbs moisture um, is, for example, bones, bones from cattle, uh, which then get some, some surface finish. But that's also not as, as good. And... Um, also, you know, imagine an, an old lady playing on a piano with the keys and you tell her, well, your keys are made of bones of cattle. It, it doesn't really work out. <laughs> um, and, and then no, there well, is... Um, I don't know. Would she like it better if you told her that her keys were made out of the teeth of dead elephants? No, not at all. But if you told her that her keys were made out of artificial ivory, no. she would be super happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> And, and another option is um, there are a few minerals um, that can get, if, if they are coated with um, resins, they also have, uh, can absorb some moisture, but that's also not a, a really great solution. So there, there's really a dire need um, also today for uh, great materials for, for piano keys. So what was the breakthrough for Dr. Fisher given that other people had tried and failed? Yeah, it is sort of a naive approach. So he is a great chemist, I have to say. So after this two years, he was frustrated, but he knew exactly what material he was looking for. So he just got, you know, um, he, he bought just um, simple raw materials, dissolved them in propanol, you know, in, in some sort of alcohol, got lorries, mixed these lorries, let them try, and in the end he got um, um, a compound which um, was almost the, the ivory we were looking for. And it is chemically identical to, or almost identical to, to the real stuff. Yeah. Is it also identical to, there are other animals whose 
tusks and teeth are used. Um, and yeah, sort like after. walruses and whales yes. and hogs. Yeah. And, yeah, narwhals. Is, is that all the same substance? There are variations, but, but it's um, more or less, for the layman, it, it, it's more or less the same substance. It's also closely related to our teeth and, and to our bones. And so testing was done on the synthetic ivory for the qualities you mentioned, its ability to absorb sweat and for the fingers not to slip. Did you have to have ranks of piano players testing it? <laughs> yeah, so um, then, then we had a close collaboration, an ongoing co collaboration with this piano um, company. Um, we um, produced keys for them, and actually they tested them. Um, and um, also in terms of long-term stability and, you know, do, um, do the keys stay clean? Um, can they be cleaned? You know, all, all these issues, which, which in the long run are important. Um, so uh, it, it took a couple of years of optimization. And I have to say that there's still some room left for finalizing it. But in the end, um, the, they have a piano um, on their premises with the keys, which they are using or have been using for years. We have one in our institute, which is essentially in daily use. Um, and I've seen, I've witnessed, that was just great. They have professional piano players to, to test their pianos, of course. And um, when we had a visit, there was one player who had not uh, played with his keys. Um, and he did it. And, and he was just amazed. And he said, you know, it, it, this, this is like the real stuff. He, he, he really loved it. And um, it really made my day to to see his, his reaction. Yeah. It's also got a really high burning point, doesn't it? Does that make it useful for other things as well? Yeah. So um, it's true. I mean, it, this is barely flammable. Um, and um, so, and, and it's a very nice material in, in the sense that it's abundant. It isn't made out of raw oil. Um, it, it's very well biodegradable. So, of course, um, we are thinking to use it also um, for as, as a substitute for regular plastics in places where it can be useful. For example, as panels for furniture. Or, you know, um, for example, in airplanes, um, as um, for, for panels that, as of today, are made out of plastics. Um, is it expensive? Because it, it simply does not burn. No. Is it expensive? Um, I mean, why would why would people continue to use plastic when there is this, you know, wonderful replacement material? Is it expensive to make? It is. It, it is certainly more expensive than, than plastics, um, but it has their advantages. So I think, you know, at least um, in, in, in the next years, it, it will never be a substitute for plastics where price is an issue. But in high price, high price segments, you know, like for planes, 
um, say, private planes or yachts or uh, nice furniture. Um, this really could be an, a very interesting alternative. It you just feels so nice. <laughs> you founded a company now, have you not, called Ivortech? Yeah, we, we've founded it and um, yeah, we lost it already again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, um, we founded it a few years ago, maybe five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, which was a spin-off from Max Planck. So also Max Planck Society was a co-owner of, of the company. And um, we had our own premises and um, were working on, on, on the development and things went rather well. Um, but then Corona stroke and um, that made it impossible for us um, to get an additional financing round that we needed so that Although things were going well, in the end, we just um, had no financial poss possibilities to, to continue the work. Ah. Yeah. So what happens to your product now? We, <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but we love it, but we had to stop it. Yeah. And so you're waiting for somebody else to pick it up? I mean, elephants' lives are at stake here, Doctor. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, we, we would love to continue. We also, you know, if, if, if somebody else is interested, um, for example, there's um, um, another company in Austria, um, also a spin-off company in that case from the University of Vienna, um, which is run by two very nice young ladies. Um, so we... We are happy to 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 support um, people and 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 share our knowledge and know-how. We would be even more happy, of course, if you could continue. Yeah. It, it is the something that I don't understand here. I mean, you have a product that literally could save the elephant from extinction, and and nobody wants to make it right now. Um. I thought money would be... Let, let, let's be a little bit more precise. Uh -huh. So having a product, um, yes and no, we'd need, say, two more years to finalize it, you know, to really make sure that we get the stability and the surface finish and so on that we'd like to have. But as of now, you know, we, we can fabricate keys, for example, for... Um, small numbers of pianos. So we also would need to, to scale up. Um, okay, that, that's one thing. The other thing is, um, question, would it save the elephants? Um, I think it would definitely help them. It would help them a lot. Um, but as much as I understand, I, I, I don't understand much about coaching, I have to admit, but as, as much as I understand is that there are also reasons um, to go for the real ivory to kill the elephants um, be because the tusk material in Asia um, is, is used as a medicine. I know that, if, for example, in Japan, or I've been informed that in Japan the following happens or the, the following is occurring. The Japanese, they um, traditionally, they, they have little stamps that they use um, instead of their handwritten signatures. Yes. And these stamps 
are made of actually carved out of ivory. Right. So, you know, it, it looked like a brilliant idea to sell artificial ivory to the Japanese yeah. um, for the stamps. And, and actually, you know, the what we can do as of today would be really great for doing so. It, 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 it would be fantastic. Now, we have a colleague in, in our um, institute. Um, he's also at the University of Tokyo. He's um, a Japanese. So I, I approached him. And I said, hey, Hede, um, wouldn't this be a, a great thing? And he looked at me, and you won't believe it. He said, no. I said, why not? <laughs> he said, well, you, you think this, this is a matter of culture? And as he told me, um, for the Japanese, it's sort of also relevant that actually animals get killed for their stamps. So it gives them a different feeling. Right. I understand. Um, it, I think it's, um, I have all respect for the Japanese, but I think this is insane. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so the, the story it's, is complicated. It's yeah. complicated. The other thing I was thinking was that you still get rich people who want to signal their status. So they still want to point to something that came from an elephant and is rare and possibly illegal. Yeah, that's also possible. But I also think there are rich people who have a lot of common sense and um, who would also be happy if they, um, you know, wear, for example, jewelry, where they know that the ivory in the jewelry actually did not kill elephants. Mm. So it, it's a it's a mixed bag, I think. Um, so I, in the end, artificial ivory, I'm sure, would definitely help the elephants. Um, it would reduce poaching, but I also think it, it would not eliminate poaching. So is somebody still working on this at the Max Planck Institute? Right now, not, no. Goodness, I feel sad about this. I thought we'd had a breakthrough. Me too, me too. And... To be honest, therefore, I'm, I'm also very happy that, that we can talk because I think this state of, of the affairs is not really great. And maybe one of your listeners, you know, one Kiwi may have a, a, a great idea. Well, one very rich Kiwi by the sounds of it. How much money do you need? Well, we are talking about um, a few millions euros. Yeah. A few million euros. Yeah. Uh, do you think that that's likely to come from the European community? Um, well, we have looked into this. I think there's no great option to do this um, at the current state where we are in. Yeah, yeah things it could are... be from people in the community, sure. Right. Um, and, and we are looking for... Um, you know, helpful people and, and people who would like to invest, of course. Well, you're looking um, for a philanthropist, and philanthropists have got money that they're throwing all over the show. You or an they could entrepreneur throw who, would, ah. who would like to make a good investment. Yeah, if it, if it were to be a good investment, you're confident yeah. that it would be? Well, there's always a risk with spin-off companies. Um, that, that's part of the game. But I think the the risk here is 
below the average risk. All right. Um, it's very nice to talk to you, although the news has not been entirely good. <laughs> Thank you. It's also nice talking to you, Kim. That was Dr. Jochen Manhart, um, who's from the Max Planck Institute. So we had higher hopes of the news from Max Planck about synthetic ivory than we received, really.